Are you a lawyer who desires more freedom and flexibility in your work life? To be more available for your family, stop deferring those bucket list travel destinations until retirement, take care of yourself physically and mentally, or even just have more time for your other passions and priorities. What would it mean for your life if you could continue to practice law without sacrificing in any of these areas or sacrificing your income? I'm Kaylee Jacome, host of the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. I run a six-figure virtual law practice working less than 25 hours a week. I'm a mom of two little ones and started my practice so I wouldn't have to choose between my vision of motherhood and my legal career. Your dreams and priorities may be different, but if you're curious about how to create a practice that is designed around your most important priorities in life, rather than always having to fit your life around your career, then you're in the right place. You, my friend, are more than just a lawyer, and you can lawyer on your own terms. Welcome to the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Lawyer on Your Terms. This episode was inspired by a conversation I was having this week with a law firm coaching client about following up with prospective clients after your consultation call. So how do we follow up with leads without becoming that persistent, annoying voice in their inbox or on their voicemail that makes them want to pull away from us? The strategy that I'm going to share with you today is what I personally use and I find works well. It was partly formed by my experience as a prospective client, many times for different services and products. And when I find myself receiving those frequent and persistent follow-ups, they tend to push me away. But on the flip side, I also genuinely appreciate some follow-ups because life gets busy, things can easily slip through the cracks. And I often need those gentle reminders to follow through with things that I genuinely do want to purchase or services that I want to retain. Now, when it comes to the frequency of follow-ups, that's a delicate balance. If you're following up too frequently and someone still isn't responding, that's usually a red flag indicating some form of resistance. It might not be you, it may not be your services, but it could just be the timing or financial considerations on their end. So let's go ahead and dive into this follow-up strategy that I have found to be very effective. So number one is your same day or your next day recap. So send a recap of your conversation after your consultation call and inform them of the next steps if they'd like to move forward. If they've already expressed interest in moving forward, then go ahead and send them your onboarding file along with a summary email of the call. One of my golden rules in following up with leads is to provide value right from the start. Did they mention something else, maybe completely even not related to the legal matter, during their call with you that you could help with even if indirectly in a small way? So maybe they mentioned that they need to find a logo designer or a website designer or something like that if if you're practicing business law and or even if you're not, this was a completely random comment. But do you know a web designer? Do you know a logo designer that you could refer them to? So if you do, include a recommendation in your recap email. Now, 
not only does that show that you're attentive, but it also shows that you're going to go the extra mile when they work with you. Another way to deliver extra value to a prospective client in your recap or your summary email after your consultation is by offering them resources that can genuinely assist them with that matter. So do you have a PDF that you've created that lays out the process of the service that you provide with frequently asked questions? If you don't, maybe that's something that you can create. So attach something like that to the email, maybe. And this not only is going to educate them on what to expect in this process with you, but it also showcases your expertise and it provides them with valuable insights. So number two, in your first follow-up email, since this is really your first follow-up after your consultation recap, this is your true quote-unquote follow-up. If they haven't signed your engagement agreement or they haven't taken any other steps to move forward, like even asking follow-up questions, so it's just been silence on their end, then I would follow up in an email to them in about five to seven days after your consultation or after your recap email. So this is the first time that I might use language like sending a quick note to follow up on our consultation from the 12th something like that. And of course, offer to answer any questions that they may have and be available for a second call if necessary. This could even be a pretty short follow-up email because it's possible that they didn't even view your initial email and it's only a week later, so life may have gotten in the way. So no need to get too elaborate with things. We'll say more in our third and potentially final email, which leads me to number three, the second follow-up. So reasonable minds may differ on this, but at this point, if you still haven't heard back from them at all, it's just been radio silence from their end, then I would wait and follow up with them one more time, maybe 10 to 14 days after your first follow-up. So now we are 15 to 20 days post-consultation before I'm going to cease my follow-up efforts to avoid being that persistent, annoying person in their inbox. Now, maybe they do respond and the answer is something like, I want to move forward, but just not right now, or I just need some time to budget for it. So in these cases, feel out the situation and set a reminder for yourself to follow up with them when you think it would be natural to do based on your conversations. So that might be next month or it might be next quarter. But let's back up here a second and still focus on the second follow-up email. If you're emailing them now for a third time, Again, you have your day of summary, you have your first quote-unquote follow-up about one week post-consultation, and now you're at two weeks after that follow-up. Because you haven't heard back at all, it's safe to say that there's some resistance there. It could certainly be that their life is just really chaotic right now, and I can completely relate to that, but there's probably something holding them back, whether it's money or not being sure if they really need your services, or it could be that they just don't want to deal with it right now. Since we are in the legal field, it could be that they are simply wishing and hoping their issue disappears so they won't have to deal with it. In this third and probably final email, if you have reason to believe that you know what their resistance is, try to gently address that and assuage their concerns. If you're not sure what the point of resistance is, then consider recapping their problem and communicating how your services are going to help solve that problem. If appropriate, if you feel like it's appropriate, this might be a good time to remind them 
of the potential outcome if they do not address the issue. And then again, of course, make yourself available to answer any questions or address any reservations that they may have about moving forward. Now, the key in this entire process is patience. Remember that not everyone is going to operate on the same timeline, and some decisions, especially those involving legal matters or significant financial commitments, can take time. So give your leads the space they need while letting them know that you are going to be there when they're ready. I have had clients that retain me and make payment within hours after our first consultation call, and I've had others that come back in nine months for the very same matter. So trust the process. Now, this hopefully goes without saying, but personalization is another key factor in converting leads into clients and then also maintaining those relationships. So try to remember details about your interactions with them during the consultation call or email correspondence that you have, such as their challenges, goals, or even things that they mention about them personally, their personal lives. Use this information as much as you can to tailor your follow-ups and recommendations. And of course, this is going to show that you remember and you care about their specific needs, and it's going to really set you apart from potential competitors that they may have consulted with as well. Now, I have to confess, it may be my mom brain, but sometimes I will have a consultation with someone and then not more than one or two weeks later, their name comes up and I don't remember anything about their issue at all until I look at their intake form and my notes from our consultation. I don't know if you remember after a law school exam, of course, you'd study and study, and then you would go take that exam and download all of your knowledge on that exam. And then it was gone from your brain first thing after you leave the room. Now, maybe that was just me. Maybe that's not all of you, but it was definitely me. And I do the same thing with business conversations now. I either may forget everything pretty quickly or I will convert like random small details about them into my permanent long-term memory and just remember it forever. But I digress. My point here is write down that information during your calls and put it somewhere either in your client management system or your project management software so you can refer to it later. Finally, remember, if they're not ready to move forward, there's another way to continue communication with them and keep yourself at the forefront of their minds without becoming a broken record, and that is to get them on your email list. Now, there are different ways of doing this, but basically, you want to offer something of value that they can opt into to receive in exchange for their email address. Then you can update them about your new blog articles, tips, and any trainings that you're going to offer. So to wrap things up, following up with leads effectively is an art that requires a blend of persistence and patience and delivering value. Recognizing the signs of resistance and gently addressing those concerns and also, of course, remaining open and available for questions is the key here. Remember that every lead is unique and everyone's decision-making process is going to be different and it might not align with your desired timeline. I'm sure all of our desired timeline is those cases where they sign your engagement letter and they make payment the same day as your consultation. That's the goal, but that is not what usually happens. But keep building those relationships and networking and you're going to book more consultations. And the more consultations you book, the more clients you're going to retain. And then the less stress that you're going to have about not hearing back from the few that aren't ready or aren't the right fit. 
I hope this was helpful to you today. I can't wait to talk to you next week in our next episode of Lawyer on Your Terms. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me and really help us grow. If you would take a moment to go to your podcast app where you listen and leave us a review. If you know a lawyer who you think would enjoy this podcast, please take a screenshot of your favorite episode and send it to them or tag them in a post. And before we leave, I just want to remind you that you are more than just a lawyer and you can lawyer on your own terms. I'll see you next week.